Hello and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life Podcast. Well, hope you guys are starting to enjoy these little intros because I'm kind of just playing them, playing them off the top. It's my little intro. It's a... It's kind of got a nice little sound to it. Well, we are, uh, we have been talking a little bit about the purpose of the wilderness. In our last episode, we talked about how, um, and I'm doing my best to try to make this as clear as I possibly can to you. Uh, The numbers thing is not, um, as far as understanding the numbers, the times, with regards to the Jubilee times 40, that's going to have to be a, com- a completely different episode to kind of make sure that you guys understand those things. Um, but uh, for the most part, here's what you need to understand. The first thing is that um, David represents the church in the tabernacle's age. So his everyone knows everyone knows and loves David. David was awesome, right? He was the chosen king by um by God. He was chosen by God, right? Um, And he represents the church who was anointed uh, in tabernacles, okay? So what we have to understand is that the history is divided up into three ages. We have um, the Passover age, we have the Pentecostal age, and then we have the age of tabernacles. Um, In the Passover age, we see it from Moses to Jesus or Yeshua from Moses to Jesus to his death and burial and resurrection that is called the Passover age okay and in history of course this is God's plan to restore uh and and to bring the kingdom uh to from heaven to earth right and so yeah Passover the beginning of of this bringing forth of the kingdom uh, you have Pentecost, which is uh, the giving of the Holy Spirit, right? And so we have to understand that um, the Holy Spirit is the represent is representing the anointing. So back in the day when they used to pour oil on the king's uh, beard and, and on their head to anoint them, it was to show, hey, there is something spiritual, there's something beyond this physical realm that's taking place, that uh, there's a higher power that is going into this situation. So David um, was anointed king um, sometime after it was found out that Saul was not fit to be a good king. Now, um, like David is the the church in the Passover age, or excuse me, in the Tabernacles age, Saul was the church from Acts chapter 2, to basically 1993. So Saul ruled for 40 years. Saul ruled for 40 years. And um, in the same way, the church ruled for 40 jubilees. The church under Pentecost, the Pentecostal anointing, they ruled for 40 years. Okay, so... Um, and just like Saul, he started off awesome, started off as a great king, but he ended his reign terribly. 
and he did not have a repentant heart. In the same way, the church under Pentecost started off amazing with the disciples, the apostles, um, going through martyrdom and going through uh, the pain and going through everything that ex- they experienced and they endured through persecution, through, uh, through martyrdom. But then towards the end, um, it got a little crazy. It got a little crazy. And then for 1,700 years, the church, uh, quote unquote, was taken over by um, the Catholic Church, the papal system. And they persecuted true believers. And just like Saul persecuted David, uh, the church persecuted the true Davids in the church. But now we're coming into a time from 1993 to basically around now, we are entering into the age of tabernacles. In the age of tabernacles, and where I get that number 1993 is, um, in 33 AD is when Pentecost started. 40 years times 49 uh, jubilees. Uh, That is, uh, I believe, 1,000 and something. And that that plus uh, the years 33, that is 1993. So... Anyways, I'm sorry to get into all the numbers and figures, but what you what you need to know and understand right now is that Saul is a prophetic type of the church from Acts chapter two to around 1993. Um, and from 1993, uh, there is um, there's been a transition of power. There's a transition of power coming um, here pretty soon. So um, eventually. We, we find that God actually forsakes Saul and told Samuel to anoint a new king. And this new king is David. And these Davids, they represent the, uh, the anointed ones, the overcomers, those who have been persecuted by the church, those who feel like, hey, you've been asking questions. Uh, you've been kicked out of church. You've been spiritually abused. You've, been, you've experienced something. There's something wrong with the institution. You know there's something wrong with it. And um, basically... Uh, those types of people, these are the Davids that we're talking about. If you, now, if you've experienced, if you had a great church experience, if going there has, has been awesome for you, then, you know, let it continue to be at some point in time. And that's the reason why I'm, I'm actually reading this book. At some point in time, uh, if you are truly seeking the Father, you're going to start asking questions. And then those questions are going to rub the institution wrong. It's going to be like, brother, well, let's pull back. You know, don't don't go outside of this creed don't go outside of this doctrine go don't go outside of this you're thinking um you're thinking too much you're trying to uh think you're you're exploring you're interpreting it too deeply and then eventually you find yourself not uh not in compatibility uh not compatible with the system so that that's kind of what we're talking about a little bit right now so when the church uh, became a religion, it lost its first love, right? And it became a religion, and when essentially when Constantine made it a religion, uh, the state religion, right? And so people, instead of actually converting to because the truth really changed their hearts, they converted because everyone else was doing it, and it was a cultural marker. It's a cultural identity. And today, Christianity is just a cultural identity. It's just a cultural marker to tell other people that you somewhat 
have similar foundations as as they do that you believe in some of the principles or uh something um but for the most part just because you believe some of the principles does not mean that you're following Christ and just because you have professed Christ does not necessarily mean um it doesn't necessarily mean that you you're following him right and so when the church becomes a religion it becomes more of a cultural identity and a cultural marker saying that like you know for the most part i agree with being good being a good person and trying your best and um love and peace that's what people are saying okay um but there's more to it than that right there's obviously more to it than just believing um and trying to be a good person there is uh there's maturity and there's growing up into it right and so um god forsakes the church that became a religion and he calls out a next body of believers to be the future king over the earth and this was the David Company of Overcomers. So I took all this time to explain the David Company and the Saul Company and the feast so that you understand that um, the people who will rule with Christ in the end, those will be of the David Company, not the Saul Company, not the institution, but it will be um, those who are anointed, who have overcome, who have experienced the hardship of the wilderness and who have learned to be obedient to the mind heart will uh of god um and you can notice that when you know david went through so much he was in caves with saul and he could have killed him rightfully and he didn't right um and the one way i think that we can understand and know is if we can't hear from our enemies um the truth of god if we can't treat our enemies with respect and love then i can assure you that the work of god is not done in your heart in your life if you um if you cannot love your enemies with the same love that David had for Saul, even though Saul was being evil towards him, um, then then we're not there yet. And that's the point of, of learning what we're learning now is that we're trying to get to the point where we are learning, even though um, God has appointed us for for something, a greater work. He is going to teach us how to and he's going to grow us up and teach us how to um, walk that thing out. So. Um, this is, these are the Davids. And if you vibe with that, if that's what, if that's, is that's what you rock with and man, excellent. Great. You know, let's, let's pursue it. Let's, this is what Paul was talking about when he says to, um, pressing on towards the high call, the high call guys, there's a higher call than just being a random citizen in the kingdom of heaven. Um, in the kingdom of God, there's a higher call. Uh, for those who would answer it, for those who would hear, many are called, but few are chosen. Why? Because these who are chosen have stewarded what they've been given. They've stewarded the call. Steward the call, and um, and then you'll receive more, right? Um, but if you don't steward the call well, if you know that you're called to to lead, if you know that you're called to pursue God, if you know that you're called to to learn and grow, but you're not doing it, um. I mean, the Bible says that even what you have might be taken away. So please, uh, if this is your call, then then wake up to it. Wake up and be who God has created you to be and um, and start waking up to to the to the truth. So God have over the centuries has has trained a body of people through persecution at the hands of the Saul church. 
and um, you know the Inquisition, the Crusades, the, all all of these things. That's that's Saul persecuting not only non-believers but believers too. Many people were martyred for their faith, but they will live again in the first resurrection because they will be alive on earth to see and experience the fulfillment of the Feast of Tabernacles. Passover was fulfilled when Jesus um, was crucified on the cross. Um, the wave sheaf offering was fulfilled when Jesus ascended into heaven, um, not, to, not to go permanently, but when he went into the, um, the temple of heaven and presented his physical body to God as a first fruit to say, listen, we did it. Here's my physical body. Um, we will raise the other ones too, and they will look like this. That's what he was doing. Uh, that's what the wave sheaf offering is prophetic of. In the temple, the priest would wave a sheaf, a sheaf of a wheat uh, or barley or something, whatever the fruit of that season was, they would wave it up and down, and it was representative of Jesus uh, ascending into heaven and coming back down um, in that form. Um, the, of course, we're talking about having possessing an, an immortal body. So um, they, these people in the first resurrection uh, who were martyrs and who stood for their faith, they will be raised in the first resurrection and they will rule uh, in the age to come. And some people call this the millennium age. Other people call it the messianic age or the kingdom age. But whatever your terminology is, it is the age where the Davidic company, those who have been anointed by God, who are not the Saul's, who are not in this institution, who are not those who are lawless and who have unrepentant hearts, but it is those who have uh, a heart that is after God, who are the apple of God's eye, who want to do and seek to do his will, um, even in the wilderness where they have learned to do his will. And so these overcomers will bring righteousness into the earth and um, they will do it by means of the anointing being anointed uh, with tabernacles. So you have to understand, too, what is the anointing? The anointing is the ability that God has given uh, a people or a person in order to accomplish a goal, right? So um, the apostles were anointed with the Holy, part, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the set-apart spirit. And what are they set apart for? the work that they were called to do. So everything that they endured, everything that they did was a byproduct of the spirit, the the outpouring of the spirit, the anointing, um, the grace that was given to them in order to fulfill that work, right? So if you're a carpenter, you know, you're going to need, uh, you're going to need some tools, right? Hammers, nails, drills, that kind of thing. So without those hammers, nails, drills, uh, blueprints, you know, maps, those types of things, um, saws, wood, then you're not going to be able to do it. Basically, the anointing is, you know, you being given the drill, the saw, the wood, like that is the anointing in order for you to accomplish the purpose of building a house or building um, whatever it is that you need to build. So you guys are understanding the anointing Without the anointing, you really can't do anything. And you can try to do it on your own, but it's going to fall miserably short of uh, the purpose that that anointing was given in the first place, which is to accomplish the work of God. So um, that being said, uh, it is the calling of these overcomers to bring righteousness to the earth by the anointing of tabernacles. So Passover had its own had had its own anointing and it was given to Moses 
and maybe a few others. And then Pentecost had a, had anointing. Um, when the Holy Spirit fell on 120 people um, in the upper room, and then there is going to be another anointing, guys, under tabernacles. And um, it's going to be a much even more full anointing. So Great Awakening is true, guys. It is coming. It's not this false sense of spirituality. It is uh, the true anointing from the set-apart spirit, from the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's given to get a work done and the work is to bring righteousness into the earth so it's the calling of these overcomers to manifest christ to the rest of the people on earth so that the glory of the lord covers the earth as the waters cover the sea and we read this in habakkuk 2:14. so pentecost what it could not finish because it was weak through leaven remember the leaven is sin and bad doctrine and bad teaching um, cause Pentecost was a leavened feast. You guys have to see there's, there's all of these amazing connections in the scripture that we have to see. Jesus himself says, beware of the, of the leaven of the Pharisees, beware of their doctrine. And the people thought that he was talking about bread, the disciples. And he was like, you guys really think I'm talking about bread? No, beware of the teaching of the, of, of them. Beware of their teaching. That's what he was saying. And in the same way, um, Pentecost is a leavened feast. So even though there was obviously really good components to it, it would still historically be um, it would still historically be mixed with some bad teaching, some bad doctrine, some sin and some issues with the church, especially after the apostles and their disciples died. So what Pentecost could not finish, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles will complete and the whole purpose is that the glory of the Lord would fill the earth. That is the whole purpose. So the prophets tell us that the kingdom of God will grow mightily until it fills the whole earth. It's like the um, that mustard seed, right? The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And it will fill the whole earth. Starts out small, but then ends up in this great big tree. So then the end will come, and after the end comes, then God will raise the dead, both great and small, before the great white throne. We read this in Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 through 15. And so the, um, at the age of tabernacles, it's going to last probably about a thousand years. And we see this in Revelation chapter 20, verse 5 through 7. And this, here's, watch this, guys. It's really, really cool. This, this fits the prophetic um, measurement of Moses' tabernacle. So the holy place, there was Moses' tabernacle, which was a outer court, an inner court, and a holy of holies. Now the holy place in Moses' tabernacle was 20 times 10 times 10, or 2,000 cubic cubits. 2,000. And this represents the Pentecostal, um, the Pentecostal age, and it's a period of about 2,000 years. The Holy Holies, on the other hand, is measured 10 by 10 by 10, or 1,000 cubits. And this represents the Tabernacles Age. So remember, um, just to kind of give you guys this visual, uh, so there was an outer court, right? And then there was the Holy of Holies, and then there was a most, excuse me, there was a holy place, and then there was the most holy place. And if you can think about it being like three, just think about it right now, just being like, 
one circle, one bigger circle, another smaller circle on the inside, and then a smaller circle, right? And so the measurements from the uh, the inner circle to the um, most inner circle, that was 2,000 cubits. And that represents 2,000 years. 2,000 years, guys. Um, you can't make this stuff up. This is, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, 2,000 years. And from uh, around... Um, and from, let me see here, 33 AD to, um, 33 AD to 1993, that's almost about 2,000 years, guys, that's what we're talking about, um, that was the 40, 40 years times 40 jubilees, so jubilees, that is to say, there's 40, 40 jubilees, basically, so 40 times 49, because a jubilee is 49 years. Jubilee is 49 years. All right. So, <clears throat> so, and then the Holy of Holies on the inner court, the inner court, the Holy of Holies is, the measurement is 10 by 10 by 10 or 1,000 cubic cubits. So that number is representative of the thousand year reign. And, um, that represents the tabernacle's age in years. So, uh, sorry, I know there's a lot. There's a lot, guys. It's thick. It's meaty. It's deep. But um, I hope that uh, I hope you guys got something out of it. And uh, we will be talking a little bit more in um, our next chapter about David's wilderness training and um, what the purpose of the wilderness actually is. And we're going to go a little bit deeper. It won't be as much... Um, uh, won't be as much numbers and that kind of stuff. Uh, that's kind of hard to understand, but it will be a little bit more digestible as you start to understand um, the purpose of the wilderness in depth. So this was the ending of our introduction, and we're going to get right into um, our actual kind of the substance of the teaching. We just got we needed to lay that foundation first. Okay, so, all right, blessings to you guys, and we will see you on our next episode where we talk a little bit more about the training in the wilderness and the purpose of the wilderness um, here on the Overcoming Life podcast. By the way, if you guys want to read any of these books for free, completely and totally free, you can go to godskingdom.org, and uh, you'll have a lot of uh, really cool books to read and options for free. And I tell you, they will make a huge difference, especially if you're trying to really learn and understand the scriptures. So blessings to you guys, and uh, we will see you on our next episode. Mm -hmm.